Well, this morning, I am really glad to be in, uh, able to introduce you Dustin Harrison, who's our high school director. Many of you know him. He preached last night, and he preached at the 9 a.m. service, and he has got an awesome message for you this morning. So I want you to welcome him, give him a big Chapel Hill round of applause as he comes to preach to us. Good morning, church. How you guys doing? Awesome. I'm excited that you're here. Uh, thank you, Pastor Ellis, uh, for that warm welcome. And thank you to you guys. And I really, oh man, Youth Weekend. What an exciting weekend. I hope you had a great time coming in, uh, being greeted by one of our high school students. And uh, we really are excited about the way in which God is moving in this church and specifically in the youth. And we want to take this moment right now just to kind of recognize some folks uh, so if you are a high school or middle school, a hill or extreme current leader right now, would you take a stand real quick? Would you guys give them a round of applause for the service that they do for our church? And then would you guys remain standing? Um, if you have ever hosted a D-Now, or you've been a host home, if you've ever gone with us to Mexico to serve down there with the students, if you've ever come to one of our golf tournaments or auctions or given to the youth, would you please stand as well? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys can have a seat. We really wanted to take an opportunity just to honor you guys for what you have already done and the fruit that we see all the time in high school and middle school ministries because it's amazing to see the way our high school and middle school kids just continue to love the Lord. Well, this morning I wanted to give you a message called The Call of Your Life. Last week we got a chance to celebrate Easter, the, the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus. And this week we're going to dive into the first part of his ministry. What did that look like? Well, it's him calling his disciples, saying, hey, come and follow me. So if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and open up your Bibles to Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, starting with verse 18. And we're going to dive right in. And if you don't have a Bible, if that's something that you're a new Christian and you're just coming, or maybe you're still trying to figure things out, we'd love to give you a Bible. So if you wouldn't mind coming to uh, talk to me after the service, or Pastor Ellis or Ryan, we'd love to make sure to get a Bible in your hands. So I just want to encourage you with that. So if you don't have one, it's okay. There's one in front of you. There's also going to be up on the screen. We're going to read from Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 18. If you guys would read with me. So walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately. Everyone say, Immediately. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And in going on from there, he saw two brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, say immediately again. Immediately. immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. They followed Jesus. Would you guys pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to celebrate the youth. Uh, we're just praying for this moment that the Holy Spirit would just come. I surrender myself right now in this moment just for you to speak through me. That everyone here would know that you have a call on their lives. And they would hear that this morning. In your son's holy name we're praying. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. I want to start off this message with a question. Who do you follow? Who's that person in your life that you want to emulate? They say, hey, whatever they do, I want to do. However they act, I want to act. You know, whatever they wear, I want to wear. 
For me growing up, it was pretty easy. It was my older brother, Eric. Eric is a year and a half older than me. And uh, he's just, he's always been the cool guy in the family. He did everything right. Everything that he did, I wanted to do. The girls that he liked, I liked. The the sports that he played, I wanted to play. But I wanted to be better than him, right? Because we still had that brother competition going on. And it hit a a marker in my life where following him didn't become so easy anymore because he decided in, in high school to run cross country. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, we're going to do cross country now. And I was just so incredibly intimidated with that, by that because I was like, whoa, maybe not. Maybe I'll go another way. But I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm going to follow you to cross country and we're going to do that together. And he encouraged me in that. And, you know, when I was doing cross country, I didn't, it didn't look natural. It was like Kanye West singing country music. It just it didn't look good. Right? I mean, seriously, like, I was just running. I looked like a, a fish out of water. It was just ridiculous. And they actually gave me a nickname. They called me the boxer. The reason they called me that is because I always used to run with my head down. And uh, I just didn't have very good posture. And they'd come up to me and like, Dustin, why do you run with your head down all the time? And I go, that's simple, because I never want to know how much further I have to go. <laughs> when you're running and you're having a miserable time, ain't nobody want to spend time thinking about how much further they got to go. And when you follow somebody, when it's someone that inspires you, that you are willing to do things you wouldn't normally do. Go places you wouldn't normally go. Experience things that you wouldn't normally experience. And in this moment that we just read for these fishermen, they were hanging out with their fathers, learning the trade, and yet Jesus came along and invited them saying, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men into a new place. And and they trusted him in that moment. They followed him. And that leads me to my first point this morning. I want you guys to hear this is that when the call comes, lay it down. When the call of your life comes, lay it down. We have things in our lives that we hold on so dearly to. They bring us some sort of comfort, some sort of peace, some sort of sense of security. Maybe it's a job, maybe it's a thing that you love, a hobby that you have. That just we aren't willing to give up. But if you've been in church at any length of time, you've probably heard this verse. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans not to harm you, but to give you a future and a hope. Plans for you to prosper. But how many of us actually live that out? How many of us say, you know what, Lord? I do trust in the hope that you have. I do trust in the future they have, the plan that you have for my life. And whatever it is that you're calling me to, I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to say, I'm going to follow you. And what's interesting about that, too, is when we read in these verses, a word says repeatedly. What is the word we repeated? Immediately. There is a call in our lives that when we get called by Jesus to go off and do something, we sometimes need to say, you know, I'm going to lay it down immediately. I'm going to let it go now and follow you. No matter wherever that is that you're leading me to, I'm going to trust in you because I know who you are. I know the person that you are. And I want to follow you because I want to look up to you. I want to emulate you. I'm going to do what you're doing. So I'm going to lay down. I'm going to release the things that I'm holding on to so I can follow you. Man, I hope that when I look back on my life, that is a truth When you look back and you say, hey, look at Dustin's life. Did he actually feel the call of God and say, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that next. I hope that that's what the representation of me when I follow Jesus. But sometimes there's excuses that come up because we worry about the things that we have. Which leads me to number two. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. It's important for us to understand too because when we get in those situations where we feel like God is speaking to us. He's sharing something where he's calling us to a new area of our lives. We, we sometimes hesitate because we're like, you know what, I don't have the talent for that. You know, that makes me really uncomfortable to forgive that person. 
you know what? I don't think I have the skills required to do whatever it is that you're calling me to. And yet we don't remember that the fact that Jesus is saying, come follow me and I will what? I will make you fishers of men, meaning Jesus is the one that's going to equip me. Jesus is the one that's going to teach you. He's the one that's going to give you the strength, the peace, the knowledge, everything that you need to fulfill that call in your life. Jesus is the one that gives you that so you can trust in him. He is the one that's going to make you fishers of men, students of him, disciples of him. So when he has a call on your life, you can trust in that. You can believe in that. Whatever mountain or hill you have to climb, he's going to be right there beside you, climbing that with you, leading you closer to him. You know, I love my job because I get to be inspired all the time by our high school students. It's amazing the way in which they hear the call of Jesus and without hesitation, they go off and follow him. You know, this year we have a student that's decided, or a couple students that decided, we're going to give waffles away for free on Wednesdays on late arrival. And we're going to write little scriptures on it. And they've hit their battles, but they keep fighting just to do little things to share with their peers the love of Jesus. We have other students that are saying, hey, you know what, on midwinter break, I'm going to sacrifice my week. I'm going to sleep in a tent. And I'm going to go serve in Mexico, even though I don't know that place. I've never been there before. I might not know the language. I might not have built anything in my life. I'm going to go do that and serve in that way. We also have students that are deciding, hey, you know what? I'm going to go even further and I'm going to put on a swing dance to raise awareness of human trafficking and actually raise funds to donate to IJM. They raised over $1,000 just a few months ago just to give back to, 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 to fight against human trafficking. And then a little bit later in this service, you are going to see 16 students that said, you know what? I know culture might say, hey, you know, I don't know if God's real. I don't know if that's really something that's important. It's a, you know, whatever kind of thing. But they're going to say, I declare that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And I want to make a public declaration of that. I want to confirm my faith in Jesus. Him speaking into my life. I'm going to publicly say, yes, I follow him. Because sometimes it's a public step that we need to say, yeah, you know what? Jesus is the Lord of my life. And I'm not ashamed to say that. You know, 11 years ago, I got a chance to feel a call of my life. To, for Jesus saying, hey, I want you to go a little bit further. I was 19 years old at the time. And uh, I wasn't going to church regularly. I didn't grow up in church. And I just moved to the area. And uh, my friends, John and Lisa Forsyth, said, hey, why don't you check out Chapel Hill? It's a local church in your area. And so I went for the first time, and I sat back in the pews. I didn't know anybody in here. This place was huge. The preaching was amazing. The music was amazing. I was intimidated by it. But I took one step forward, and I said, you know what? I'm going to come back next week. And then my next step was I'm going to start volunteering in the youth department. I'm going to start volunteering and giving back. I just I love the opportunity of that. And then my next step was actually becoming a member of this church. The next step after that was being baptized in this church, publicly declaring my faith in Jesus. And then my next step, it just came after that. And then here today, 11 years ago, you know, I started, and now I'm here preaching. Like, it's amazing the way in which you decide and say, hey, I'm going to follow you, Jesus, the call that you have on my life. I'm going to continue trusting, even though I might not feel equipped, even though I might not feel talented enough or skillful enough. I'm going to follow you. And that's my encouragement for you this morning. Because the truth of the matter is that every one of you in this church right now, God has a call on your life. He loves you. He knows your name. He knows your story. 
He says, come, follow me. And I hope that this, this service, this time, that you guys realize that in your own hearts and in your own minds. And that when I was a cross-country runner, when I had my head down, I realized that when I started feeling the call of Jesus in my life, I wasn't running with my head down anymore. My head was up finally, looking at the face of my Lord and Savior, Jesus. And I really hope that you guys hear that this morning. That there's a call on your life. His name is Jesus. He's saying, come, follow me. Would you guys pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity just to hear from you. I pray for everyone in this room that feels that call on their lives, that they would truly say, yes, Lord, wherever it is that you're leading me, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to trust in that. Because you do have a hope for us. You do have a future for us. You have a plan for us. And it's a relationship with you. Say, may me, may me actually say yes to you. May we be faithful to that call. In your sense, let me pray. Amen. Amen.